Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Very renegade I hope you guys are getting the same vibe. And yes, that word was made up by Alan to describe the song. Hello and welcome to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. That is Alan Saunders, which makes me Zachary Smith. Alan, what's going on? Um, it's hot. It's it's really hot. I, if, if, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see there's a little sheen here going on. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, That's just sweat. Uh, it's, it's pretty miserable out here. Heat index is about a hundred at the Latrobe airport, which is like a quarter of a mile that way. That's great. But we tell you on this practice field, it's much hotter than that. Kind of sits in a little bowl. And if you've been here, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never been here, sure. You've seen some pictures where the players kind of walk up and down the hill to get the practice. Well, what that means is it rained yesterday really hard all around the bowl here are little like ditches that fill with water and then it gets hot and they just like boil off and turn the air into soup. Uh, yesterday, Connor Hayward swore he was going to cut his hair off. And then today, yeah. he's one of the people that Mike Tomlin said couldn't finish practice. So, like, there's a non-zero chance that right now Connor Hayward is, like, up in the locker room uh, with 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 uh, uh, somebody's clippers just, just going Britney Spears style, just, uh, just losing it on his hair. It's that hot. It's, it's that you know how bad Cam would love to be the guy to cut that hair too. <laughs> He's got some awesome hair. I think that would be a shame. I like Connor's hair, but man, I get it. I get it. I don't have much up here, and and uh, I I would be fine with a little trim right now. That's for sure. It, 
I don't either. That's why I'm always wearing a hat. Anybody that get used to seeing hats on the podcast, by the way, um, I think that should kind of be where we start. I don't know that I came into this thinking, man, the heat of training camp is really going to impact these first couple days, but we've seen it. Deontay Johnson leaving on a cart today. You know, everybody sees the cart come out. However, he is riding in the front of it. So I think a lot of people were like, you know, at least put their mind at ease a little bit. You still want to hear Tomlin kind of confirm that it was a heat related thing afterwards. The Marvin Leal, we've kind of already talked about Connor Hayward, the heat playing a big role here early in training camp uh as to be expected i think you've kind of seen it lead wide not just with the steelers but man crazy first couple days in terms of that yeah i mean i don't think it's like unprecedented or anything we've had this happen here before it just seems to depend on the year some years it's really hot some years it rains every day i mean you're out here in the conditions mike tomlin actually said after practice days like i love the heat i am i (laughs) i am not bothered by this and of course like the guy wears long sleeves constantly and all yeah. black, head to toe. So, like, he's not lying. He clearly uh, does love the heat. But what he said is he loves the heat because it makes for better team building. Like, you have these guys, they're stressed, right? They're hot. They're miserable. They're cramping up. They're, it, it, it makes focusing on the details of doing your job harder. And so when you're playing a game and it's in the fourth quarter of a game and your legs are tired, it, can your mind stay sharp? Can you still execute your decision-making even when you're not physically at 100%? And that's what they're trying to do. And um, we can segue into some of what we saw at practice today. There was some poor decision-making for some sometimes on, on both sides of the ball, but a couple of that ended up hurting the Steelers' defense and some busted coverages. And I think that's probably the thing that I saw on the field that was the, the biggest um, thing standing out to me. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, the players didn't get too comfortable with that little bit of a shorter day yesterday because, as you said, they practiced for about the entire two-hour period. We were about today. five five minutes short of the whole two hours today, yeah. and uh, a lot there was still like a good two solid special teams periods in there. Uh, the field goal kickers got their first uh, go today. Punters won again, but really, I mean, that was that was a pretty solid day's worth of work and. So, I mean, there were two big plays to me in that defense where you can could, to me, feel the absence of Terrell Edmonds. You know, he's a guy mm. that is not necessarily like this elite cover safety where, you know, he does a lot of things, but it's not, it's not necessarily like he's, you know, he wasn't like this all pro player, right? But he's just a guy that's been around. He, he has been in this defense and was very comfortable in this defense. And not only did he not need to be told what to do on a regular basis, he was the guy that would help other guys get lined up or see something that maybe someone who's less experienced than him wouldn't have seen and put people in the right position. And so uh, I, I felt that on those two plays specifically. One was in seven shots uh, where – Elijah Riley and Mark Robinson kind of did not get together in the right order to cover a flat route uh, by Anthony McFarland. Looks like one of the things we're going to see a lot from the Steelers in terms of motion this year is not necessarily the jet motion, but we've seen a ton already of start out empty and then move the running back into the backfield as the motion. That's been Mm -hmm. probably, I think, the most common motion I've seen so far. And um, we saw some other things like some pistol and some pony and, and some like more creative stuff yesterday. It's basically all shotgun today. But um, but that motion seems like that's going to be a, a, a dominant thing here. And in that motion, you know, you move the running back in, then you send them back out. And the, they got two defenders that, that did not pick up their exchange. They didn't pass them off right as 
like not to get too technical about defense, but you know, when the running back crosses a receiver in his motion, he's going to go from the one to the two or maybe to the three, depending on where he goes. And they've got a pass average out. They didn't get it right in the red zone. Then there was another one where I'm not entirely sure what happened, but uh, there was two receivers on one side of the field and there was just TJ Watt and Keanu Neal over there and TJ Watt rushed and <laughs> Keanu Neal was left covering two guys. So I'm not sure who was supposed to be there. Demonte KZ was mm. center field kind of pointing over there like, Oh God, no, please don't. And Kenny Pickett was like, yes, yes, I will. And <laughs> he, he found Allen Robinson for a long touchdown. It was really like the first kind of explosive play we saw from this offense, which has talked a lot about explosive plays and needing more of them. So uh, it was nice. He kind of looked Gen- – Zach Gentry was in the flat. He kind of looked Keanu Neal off to Gentry and then hit Robinson. Maybe if it was live, Alex Highsmith would have been able to uh, impact the throw coming from the backside on a on, on the blitz. But pretty nice play by Kenny, I thought, to identify just like – just like Demonte KZ was on the other side. Oh, no, something bad is happening over there and take advantage of it. Uh, i like to see that from him. I think that's – uh, you know, and when you talk about the ways that a team can get better, like taking advantage of the other team's mistakes is not something you're necessarily going to like hang your hat on, but it's good to be able to do it when they make one. And the Steelers offense certainly did that today. Yeah, I think it's interesting here in the early days of training camp to highlight the absence, the loss of Terrell Edmonds, because it is one. I mean, you can talk about the player all you want good not great player uh but his skill set is something that this team is going to miss and whether that is you know just what he brings is like in terms of around the box around the line of scrimmage but really what you were saying that communication aspect is why these so many different pieces coming together is going to be so big and what kind of gave the offense an edge today i think in terms of let's talk about some seven shots with the offense going five and two in those seven shots was that kind of expected on your part to happen early in training camp because of that yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of communication stuff on that defense that needs to get ironed out. And there's also just different guys in different spots. You know, we had Duke Dawson as the as the first team slot corner yesterday. Today it was Shannon Sullivan. But also Patrick Peterson has played there with the ones. And Elijah Riley has played there with the ones. And when you're rotating four guys through one spot, it's going to be hard for any one of them to feel like any kind of comfortability uh, in that spot when you're comparing them to a guy who had been there and done that for for five or six years, you know? And so, and you have the same thing with the inside linebackers, right? You have Cole Holcomb out there. Landon Robertson is in there, but Mark Robinson has played a little bit and Neil has played some linebacker. And so that's, you know, mixing those guys up. Chappelle Russell played a good bit today. Um, Mm. Mixing those guys up in those positions where it's like not necessarily settled. um, It makes that, that learning curve steeper for each individual guy. That's what we're talking about with Kenny Pickett, right? When we said, when he came into camp this year, oh, Kenny will be so much better because it's not a competition. He's the number one guy. He, We all know where he is in the depth chart. He's just going to take his reps every time. Well, that's true, but now we're seeing some of that other stuff on the defense where when you, if you have a position battle, that means you have two, you're trying to fit two guys into first-team reps, and that means each of them end up less well-prepared than one guy would. And so I think you're seeing that slot corner, seeing that at linebacker, seeing that at strong safety – um, those guys are going to take some time to come along. It's one of the reasons why Minka Fitzpatrick isn't practicing. I mean, he has basically done nothing in two days except stand in center field with his arms crossed and 
yell at guys when they screw up. But that's great. Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't need a lot of practice. The other guys do. That's actually helping them get more of these guys, more reps with the first team so that they can improve the communication, improve the comfortability with the defense, and reduce the number of mistakes that are made. It's not this super complex defense that I think the Steelers were known for back in the Dick LeBeau days. I think it's pretty much a lot more standard stuff that they're doing now. But it is definitely important to pass guys off correctly, communicate changes correctly. And when you don't do that, it's going to hurt you. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it just popped in my head like immediately when you start talking about Kenny and stuff, because going back a couple of days, we were talking to people were talking about his arm looking noticeably stronger. Would you agree with that sentiment? Have you felt that way? Yeah, he's um he's bigger. It just looks bigger. Yeah. Um, and and I think, you know, I don't know if it's arm strength. I just feel like I, I don't know. I don't know if you like put a radar gun to Kenny Pickett's hardest pass this year if it's if it's faster. But I think that he just he's finishing his motion with a lot more aggression and confidence and the ball's just coming out a little bit nicer. Like, so there was a long pass to Calvin Austin. We're going to talk about Calvin Austin um, more later because we got a reader comment, listener comment. Sorry, I'm not used to having listeners. I'm used to having readers. There are listeners here at the Steelers afternoon drive. We got a listener comment on YouTube yesterday asking about Calvin Austin. So we're going to dedicate like a good amount of time talking to him later and if you have a comment or a question or something stupid or silly or funny actually especially if you have something stupid or silly or funny leave it on the youtube comment hit us up on twitter we'll talk about it make fun of it make fun of each other making fun of it whatever but uh there was a deep ball to calvin austin he got in behind holcomb and neil a little bit of a mismatch and kenny threw it about like 45 yards in the air and it hit him right in the chest yesterday the same thing happened where calvin austin got free against trey norwood and the ball kind of hung up a little bit, and he had to wait under it, and Norwood came through and broke it up. And so I, I, that was Mitch Trubisky throwing that one. Like, And so to me, I think it's like I don't know if this time of year, last year, I would have seen a difference between those two guys. And if I did, it probably would have been Mitch was kind of throwing a better ball. So I definitely see a stronger, uh, more confident uh, arm, and and it's it's definitely showing up. That doesn't mean it's perfect. And, and I'll say this also, like if you come here to watch – Kenny Pickett at training camp, like he is not in my eyes, like an elite practice player, if that makes sense. Like he is mm-hmm. not this just like precision passer where like everything comes out. He's like absolutely unparalleled mechanics and, and the ball's in the same place every time. You know, I think Kenny's more of like a, Hey, some stuff happened and I figured it out. Like that's what makes him good. If you think about everything that everyone's excited about that happened in the second half of last season, it's Kenny running around and rolling to his left and throwing to Pat Farmuth and Najee Harris and Steven Sims late in that Ravens game and, and you know running a two minute drill, scrambling, getting some some short yardage uh, first downs and and quarterback sneak touchdowns. Like those are things that make Kenny Pickett good. So I, he's probably never going to just like ooh and ah in in a setting like this. But I do think that you're going to that I've seen a stronger arm and and one that's made an impact so far. Good, good, good. I want to, uh, I feel like this is a kind of a continuation from yesterday talking about like there's not necessarily a ton of battles going on, but looking at the seven shots, obviously two receivers catching touchdowns in there. We're going to talk about Calvin Austin later. So, like, if you look at the receiver room, though, as you get towards like the bottom of the depth chart, some spots to, to be had. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, who's, you know, co- kind of caught some buzz. A lot of people talked about him within these first couple days. And then Alan, as great of a job as you've done on the beat in the training camp. 
there was another Allen that's kind of been showing out at Steelers training camp so far, and Allen Robinson having a big day, it sounds like. So what did you make of, of their practices? Would you consider them quote-unquote winners? Although, again, no pads yet, so... Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson's such a been-there-done-that guy. I don't know how to yeah. call him a winner at this point in his career, but he looked good. He made a great catch in the back of the end zone from Kenny Pickett in seven shots, and he also had that... That catch and and I'm not sure if it would have been a touchdown. I think KZ probably would have caught him from behind eventually, but it would have been like a 50 or 60 yard gain on that uh, that busted coverage. Uh, I think he's also like he made, they did a, a seven on seven third down drill, and he made a great move in between guys in a zone to get open and make a contested kind of combat catch. And when I think about Allen Robinson, I'll be honest, 60 yard passes are probably not how I see him being. Like, and making an impact on this offense, I think it's going to be like third downs and red zones. You know, you need four yards and he'll get you five. Like that to me feels like the, what, the kind of guy he's going to be. Um, he, it's funny because there's this such a young offense that it's like literally there's like not a single veteran player on the entire offense except for Isaac Samalu and Allen Robinson. Those are really the only like guys that have been around, been there, done that guys on the entire offense. And it's so jarring to like see one of the wide receivers kind of like walk over at that play, like, ah, oh. you know, <laughs> you know, like giving a little yeah. like, ah, oh, rub the knee, you know, like, but you know, he's not going to get a ton of reps here because he doesn't need them. But I think he's a, a valuable part of this offense. Des Fitzpatrick, I've been nothing but impressed by him. If you're a Pitt fan, you remember him uh, eating up the Panthers in a game they absolutely should not have lost uh, against Louisville a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I think he's a solid re- option. You know, I'm just, I, you know, I look at the receiving depth and I think we can consider Calvin Austin, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson locks. Uh, at least one other guy will make the team because of special teams, probably Miles Boykin. It's kind of wide open. Are they going to keep a six receiver? And if they are, like, there's plenty yeah. of good options. Hakeem Butler, um, had a pretty rough drop yesterday. I think that's been a common theme for him throughout. It's just been like he makes some impressive-looking plays, but some also not-so-impressive-looking ones. He's got to find a way to, to fix that balance. Des Fitzpatrick has been very good. Gunner had a touchdown in seven shots today. Um, there's the, Cody White had a really nice catch yesterday. Uh, there's like there's legit – you know, it's not a – talking about like competition, right? It's not a competition for a starting job. But there's legit yeah, competition right. for that last roster spot at wide receiver. Yeah, it, it's it was funny because when you're talking about uh, Allen Robinson, the third down usage and then in the red zone, literally on around the four and two, I was talking to Tyler. I was like, I could see him. I, I'm not saying that you agree with this sentiment, but I was like, I could see him having like a 2013 Jericho Cotchery season where it's like a fourth of his catches are touchdowns or on third down. Like he only yeah. had 46 catches that year. He had 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I absolutely could see that. And it seems like they've done a lot of three-receiver stuff so far. They said they mixed in some pony and some uh, some pistol and some some two-tight-end stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's been a lot of three-receivers. So that means a lot of playing time for him, a lot of playing time for Calvin Austin. Um, it's, you know, I don't, I don't think they're, like, it's not like it's a brand-new offense, but it definitely feels like they're in a better position uh, with this offense than they were last year. Um, but it's so early. You know, it's hard to make big sweeping judgments on practice too, especially when half the guys are sticking their head in the cooler because they they can't keep going. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Get ready for a big sweeping judgment, Alan, because Broderick Jones is left tackle one. He's got first team reps already. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm honestly a little surprised. Like he looks good. It's again, no pads are really hard to say, Um, Mm -hmm. but 
I'm a little surprised at how quickly they got him in there a uh, second day. It was maybe one rep. Uh, and, you know, let's not make too big of a deal out of it, but Kenny Pickett didn't get any first team reps on the second day last yeah. year. He didn't get him until like about the second week. And so I say that's a pretty good sign for Broderick Jones and where he's at. I also think Dan Moore has looked pretty good, although Highsmith did, did beat him pretty badly on one rep. And I think, you know, As good as the Steelers' defensive front is, the offensive linemen are going to lose some. TJ had a a big pass breakup on the very first uh, team period uh, on offense where he just, like, leaped out of his shoes and, like, dunked the ball on the offensive line. And, like, yeah, I don't know what you're – like, what – why – just the offensive linemen are back there in their – team room right now reviewing the tape and i'm sure the coach is like what could you have done better here chooks he's like i don't know not face superman like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what what he's supposed to do there right yeah the other well you know talking about pass rush the other one that keeps getting a ton of buzz that i've heard his name a ton rookie nick herbig yeah he was a little quieter today than yesterday but I, you know he's he stood up marcus golden i think has done very well too second team okay. offensive line i i think is getting beat up a little bit um but I think that's expected. The Steelers' front is is deep. I mean, we didn't talk about the comp- – like, again, I, I don't want to get too into positions like nose tackle and, and defensive tackle because what are they really doing with no pads on besides kind of playing patty cake? But yeah. uh, there's, like, a legit competition at defensive line. I talked to Omar Khan yesterday, and I was like, did you want to go out and get – like, is this like Cam Hayward, like – sunset plan right where like he played you know maybe 100 fewer snaps than he usually has last year like if that number is going to come down some more where do those reps go and there's just a ton of dude like Braden Fajoko, Armin Watts, Keanu Benton, you got Montrevious Adams and Isaiah Laudermilk back like Marvin Leal is going to play there some there's, I, I don't know where they all like there's not room for all of them there's there's big competition yeah. there on the defensive line and I don't think we've really seen those guys get into it just yet they're they're kind of still on the sidelines at this point. I mean, they're out there, but it's it's not really their job yet. If I'm thinking about, you know, the first team to the second team offensive, I mean, obviously there's a, a drop there, but I think like the interior of the second unit amongst the offensive line, okay shape, but like when you talk about the tackles, so I'm not necessarily surprised that the second team defense, you know, like Golden and Herbig have kind of, you know, gotten there so far here early. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Dotson has has done a good job. Kendrick Green had a, I don't know, a contentious bad snap today. I guess we'll say uh, he snapped the ball before Mitch Trubisky was ready. The offense claimed that Golden jumped off sides, and that's why he snapped the ball. <laughs> uh, Tomlin kind of was like, I don't know, we'll just do it over. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that Kendrick Green's. Well, I mean, we've seen it. It's not it hasn't always been great. Uh, guys like. Uh, you know, Nate Herbig and, and is, is a vet. LaRaven La Clark, I think, has, has kind of struggled uh, at right tackle in that second unit. But, yeah, I think they're, they're kind of getting tore up a little bit. Mitch has been running a lot more than Kenny has been running, although Kenny had a couple nice um, escapes today, one of which I would have given Alex Highsmith a sack on. But the other one looked pretty clean in that third down drill they do. Um, so there's, you know, the second team offensive line is definitely not doing as well as the first team offensive line is against their, you know, peer unit. Because it's all right now, if you don't know, it's all ones versus ones, twos versus twos, threes versus threes at, at this point in, in training camp. Right. 
Okay, are we ready to talk about uh, Calvin Austin for our boy Adam here? I think so. Well, you got the you got the comment there uh, right queued here. up. Yep. All mm-hmm. right, go for it. Yeah. So, Adam, uh, we appreciate you tuning into the very first episode of the show. First and foremost, everybody, like, subscribe, comment down below. We'll read your questions, comments on here. Uh, he said, "Awesome stuff." Do you guys think Austin will be able to turn it around after struggling today? Uh, he did follow it up by saying sounds when I replied, they need an explosive guy on the offense. So hopefully he can turn it around and be consistent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he struggled in the first day. I mean, he was, he was, he was open. They just couldn't get him the ball. Um, I think the thing about Calvin Austin is that like, he's an exciting player. I actually, uh, we'll, we'll tell us Calvin Austin story. So when I was at the combine last year, I I'm always looking for good stories at the combine, just like, Hey, what's a story I can tell about a draft prospect that I can get someone to care about. Right. Because if I just write like, Mm -hmm. here's another profile on Iowa guard, Tim Smith. And it's like, why does anyone give a crap? Like what, you know, like what, why I gotta get, I gotta have a hook, something to get people interested in it. Right. Well, and Calvin Austin is this like five, eight guy who was a track star. was a walk on at Memphis, a school. The Steelers have long associations with Keith Butler was a, a player at Memphis and Anthony Miller went to Memphis and they, they've had, um, they had another guy too. Who's the other player from, from Memphis? Oh, Art Millette was, was Memphis guy that they had. Mm. So the, I mean, I, th- I think at one point last year, they had the only three Memphis alums in the NFL on their team. Um, that, so it's a school they like, good story. So I did a great uh, long interview with Calvin at the Combine. I was like, this is awesome. Really hope he ends up in Pittsburgh just because he seemed like a really nice kid and, and it was a good story that people liked. And then he does end up in Pittsburgh. So I'm like, great, everyone's going to love this guy. It's awesome. And now I feel like I have to be like Debbie Downer where I'm like, okay, y'all, you didn't, Yins didn't need to love him that much. Like, I, I think like he, we're talking about a fourth round pick who's undersized for his position and has played zero NFL snaps. Like, I don't know what the career average of guys that get to that situation is, but it's not good. Like most fourth round picks that don't play any snaps their first year, don't come into the league in their second year and become just like big contributors all of a sudden. Like, you know, 30 out of 32 of last year's fourth round picks did nothing like, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think we need to temper our expectations for like how much of an impact he's going to have. I do think he can be that kind of splash play guy, um, whether it's like, you know, gadget plays, design plays, things that they're going to put in specifically for him, or if it's just that he's a guy that goes out there and maybe he breaks a tackle and then he's gone because he's so darn fast. Uh, but like, I, I just, I, I caution the hype train on Calvin Austin a little bit. I think we've kind of gotten away from ourselves about just what are reasonable expectations for his contribution on this team. I expect it to be up and down. I expect there to be some growing pains. If he can have a year where he has – five or six plays where he's going more than 10 yards. I think that's like a great contribution to this offense and adding to, you know, Allen Robinson, not the world's most dynamic athlete at this point in his career as a slot receiver. I think he can add to that a little bit, give them a little boost, give them a guy they really like if they want to go four wides, which I'm not sure they had at the end of last year, especially after the Claypool trade. I really don't think they want four wide receivers ever. Um, I would give them a guy they like a little bit more. If the, it gives them a little more flexibility, but I think we should probably have rational expectations for 
what a Calvin Austin, you know, rookie season looks like. I think that myself, along with the rest of the fan base, are just starving, Alan. We need that explosive play type vibe being brought to this team. We haven't had it for a while, and Calvin Austin seems like the type of player that could do it. And I think that's why the hype train has probably gotten a little bit off the rails for, again, a fourth-round rookie who didn't get to play his rookie year due to a foot injury and is now coming back. So I, I think that's probably where it stems from. It's great to see that the word explosive is actually being thrown around now by Steelers Brass. Yeah, it was actually you know kind of interesting how open they were about saying it. You know, we've heard it from Kenny, and of course, like what quarterback is going to come out of here and say like, "Nah, we're good. We don't need to be more explosive." Nope, I don't, dunk, don't want to yeah. throw the ball downfield at all. <laughs> like, you know, like George Pickens said, "We're going to throw the ball deep." No, really. Um, it was interesting to hear Mike Tomlin say it, and 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 to hear Omar Khan say it, and and that to me tells me that I I really do think they are um, aware that they are going to get into some shootouts. And in fact, Art Rooney talked about this yesterday when he talked to Steelers Nation Radio, that they have to have the ability to win games multiple ways. They have to be able to go beat Cincinnati in a shootout or, you know, another one of these teams that is a, a dynamic offense. And, and I think there's a real focus on having the ability to do that. Now, just because they're focusing on it doesn't mean they're going to, yeah. they're going to do it, but that's right. a, it's an important first step. And I think a lot of people saw that, the offseason moves, you know, first round picks a tackle. That doesn't necessarily scream uh, you know, deep ball passing. Number one free agent signings a guard, you know, like, but I, I do think that this is a team that is more focused on being more explosive on offense. And they better be because if they're not, I don't see how Matt Canada keeps his job. Like, I mean, that's just being like blunt. Like, if this offense can't be more explosive than they were last year, there's no one else left that could be the problem, right? Like, I mean, that's that's kind of it. Like, it's it's got to be it's got to be one or the other. It's either they've got to show the ability to be more explosive, or sadly, he's going to have to go. And um, we've got Matt Canada content lined up too. So let's just let's just go straight into this, which is the best thing that I saw yesterday. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, let me pull it up. Matt Canada, there it is, autographing a toilet seat. And there you can autograph just about anything here. I saw TJ autograph a baby <laughs> yesterday. I saw yeah. Jerry Dulac get asked. Someone asked him to autograph their putter cover, which then tells me that this person brought their putter cover to be autographed on purpose by someone. And why not Jerry Dulac? He's probably the best golfer out here. But why? I don't know. Um, Bob Pompiani was signing autographs. Uh, the autograph thing is is fun. It's the players get a, a hoot out of it. But props to Matt Canada for being like, I know yeah. the, the guy with the shitter seat. Yeah, like I I got that. I'm I'm on. <laughs> That's I'll, what I'll... I said. Like for him to not just like totally blow it off or you know like be a jerk. But like I mean, and like he, you know the other thing is like the assistant coaches when they leave practice they like run up the hill to be like, all right, we got to go get we got to go get the video cut up. Like we're like they're in work mode the second practice ends. And for mm-hmm. him to do that, uh, it, he's a very laid-back guy. He's an interesting guy, not like most football coaches personality-wise. I Like, one of these days, he's just going to quit and go retire to the beach and, like, listen to Kenny Chesney and drink Coronas all day. Like, that's sort of who he is. But it was very fun to see him just kind of embrace that and be like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I have no reason to dislike Matt Canada, you know, off the football field. Like, that's, yeah, you'll be able to separate the two. But I have a newfound appreciation for him 
after his willingness to sign a toilet seat. That's, I mean, that's next level. I I have to think that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen signed at at, at yeah. w- one of these. Are we sure that that um you said it was a a putter cover? Yeah, Are we sure that wasn't one of Christian Kuntz's. He's got to make it, sure that his clubs are still. Got I will. All his. I will. I'm gonna message Christian and make <laughs> sure. I mean, it devalued it if it's now autographed by a reporter. I mean, I love to Jerry, but like yeah. our autograph is worth like n- not the ink that it's printed on. So uh, have you signed any yet? No, no, God, uh, this no. this show hasn't made its rounds yet. So that's no. I think I think <laughs> our impact needs to be in other ways. You know, we gotta we 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 are we are digital people here, Smitty. We are we are of the internet, and mm-hmm. uh, and so that's where we are beloved. In real life, eh. <laughs> you, you <know? laughs> that's true. That's very true. I've I've had a lot of people that you know follow me on on Twitter and stuff, meet me in person. Like, eh, I don't know if we'll ever do this again. But <laughs> well, I've I, I mean we have met in person, and uh, I I think you're great. But I'll tell you what, I think our logo is cool, and I hope the people are listening to this on their drive home. And I was really inspired, and and what I shared with Dylan Winters, who designed the logo, is the like mm-hmm. those kind of old school like tailgating vans where people would just have like their whole van conversion van mm-hmm. painted in Steelers colors. But like, I was thinking about this on the way in today and I'm like, you know, people have their like regular driving cars in Pittsburgh, like decked out with Steelers stuff. So like we should, if you're steel, if your afternoon drive is a Steelers afternoon drive and your ride is like some ridiculous Steelers car, we send those in and we should highlight those as, ridiculous in a good way just like asking matt Canada to autograph your toilet seat is ridiculous <laughs> in a good way we are totally here for ridiculous in a good way yes in every fashion i mean i mentioned a little bit of a different conversation but we were talking about how i was a huge fan of chaos yes last episode yes. so going along those same lines the most ridiculous stuff that you can send us yes we're here for we it. want more toilet seats and yes. less serious questions about football I mean, as I a matter like of fact I want to by the end of training camp. I want Matt Canada to sign an entire toilet, not just the rest the of it. The rest, of it. <laughs> even like the interior parts, like he's just like here and here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, anything else as we come to the end of our afternoon drive? Which we should remind the people to not drink an afternoon drive. Yeah, I mean this is this is on your way home from work. You know, just just. Uh... Just a, a nice, or if you're here at training camp, you know, just on your way home. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, we're doing this uh, Monday through Friday, so we'll have we'll be back on Monday. I think you're going to be with Nick Faribault on Monday for the first. I'm time. excited. I'm excited too. Nick is uh, full time on the Steelers beat. We made that announcement yesterday, and uh, super excited to have him around. So Nick's going to be here, sweating, uh, melting, and actually Monday's an off day for the players, so Nick will probably be at home. But uh, and then Tuesday, I'll be back and we'll be here again. All right. And we should probably tell the people where they can find us again. You can find me at Zachary Smith PGH on everything around the 412 on everything. And Alan. Yeah. At Ace Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter and Instagram at PGH Steelers. Now Steelers is where all my coverage is. Uh, this show is on our YouTube channel at PGH Steelers now on YouTube. Uh, it is going to all the podcast places, but maybe not all at the same time. You can definitely get it on Megaphone right now. We are working yeah. on everywhere else, Apple Podcasts and the whole Spotify, the whole nine yards. They're coming. Have, uh, hopefully by Monday, we will have all that resolved. I have good news as well. 
because okay. so I, I've set up a link tree like I told you I was going to. And on there, you can actually subscribe to the link tree itself. So they'll know that it's going to YouTube and Megaphone for now. And then as it goes to the other platforms, they'll they'll get a notification when that does that as well. So All right. I'll put that out there and people will be able to just subscribe to the entire link tree as opposed to the individual platforms. Awesome. So that'll be good. All right. Well, uh, you guys will see me on Monday. It sounds like not Alan until Tuesday, but we will still be having a show. We'll still be having another afternoon drive. Everybody enjoy your weekend. For Alan Saunders, I'm Zachary Smith, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.